0: My name is Scott Chaloner, and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a very cool winter's morning here in the capital, and I'm delighted to say that joining me on the show to hopefully add a little bit of warmth to affairs this morning is Brian Adams, CEO and founder of PH Creative. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show, and by all means, thank you for coming on today.
1: Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure to
0: be talking to you today. Likewise. Pleasure welcoming you on the uh, the program as well, Brian. Um, now, uh, just for those regular listeners tuning in today that might not have heard of you and your business, PH Creative, you're a leading employer brand agency, I believe I'm right in saying, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we help organizations, typically global organizations, to brand themselves to be more attractive and relevant to talent rather than attracting customers.
0: And obviously, the business has been around since around about 2004, I think I'm right in saying, and since then, you've grown the business into one of the sort of leading um, businesses within your industry in the world, I think it's fair to say. Um, what was it that sort of made you think that going into business for yourself and establishing your own venture was going to be the way for you?
1: So, it was quite a spontaneous decision, actually. I was uh, 26 at the time, so I'm, I'm aging myself. Um I was in a job that I loved, but um, I was put in a difficult situation by a a boss that um, (laughs) didn't uh, treat people too well. So I actually quit spontaneously and started the company the next day. And it's interesting looking back because uh, I always thought one day when I grow up, I'd like to start a company. But it took that inciting incident um, to to force me over the edge and make me do it. So I'm actually really grateful to have a mean boss (laughs) many years ago um because that's what got me started
0: yeah i suppose the people that we encounter it's the negative experiences as well as the positive ones that can almost sort of rub up on us in the right way and almost inspire us in a sense isn't it and uh Like I say, people always talk about um, sort of the inspiring leaders from sort of years gone by, either living or dead. But it's important to also value the negatives and the setbacks like that because I suppose they're part and parcel of success, aren't they? I mean, it's how you respond to things like that and how you bounce back and go forward. And like I say, you've gone forward by building your own business and it's worked out incredibly well.
1: Yeah, touch wood, it has. You know, we've had our ups and downs, but um, I think you're right. I think it's how you respond to negative Um, or harsh situations that, um, you know, that paves the way for how you go forward. You know, so it certainly served me well and I'm really grateful
0: for it. Yeah. And when we talk about ups and downs as well, I suppose the biggest challenge that probably any business has had to undertake over the last couple of years has been the COVID-19 pandemic and all associated with that. And it would be remiss of us, of course, not to touch on that. Um, how operationally has that affected things? Because just from an outside perspective, it seems that businesses that mostly operate online have tended to do quite well, but maybe that's not always the case.
1: Well, you know, I think a broad stroke is, you know, there's, there's different business models that, you know, lend themselves to the, to the situation and have done, done very well. But actually what we've seen from, from our perspective is organizations that have treated their people well have sort of stayed the course because there's also plenty of examples of online organizations, um, you know, financially driven, very stable, who have suffered and come off badly from COVID based on how they treated their staff and chosen Mm. profit over people. You know, so uh, obviously, you know, I might be slightly biased because it's the game I'm in. you know, I do believe that people are the only competitive advantage left in business. And it's been very telling over the last two years. You know, um, they say character is revealed under under stress and pressure. Um, You know, it's been very telling to see what types of organizations and what people are made of and how they treat their people when the chips are down.
0: Yeah, I think that's very, very right. I think this is where company culture comes into play massively, because if you have sort of treated your people well historically, you'll find that you know, they're more willing to go above and beyond for you, aren't they? And I suppose those online businesses now where, you know, maybe flexible working patterns haven't been in place before and that's sort of come about overnight as a result of COVID that's now sort of sticking around into the future for those businesses that are sort of people-centric, isn't it? Because we're seeing in what is quite a difficult recruitment environment right now that people are starting to sort of favour the flexibility of being able to sort of work from home or go into an office. So that's another part of that whole sort of idea of putting people first, isn't it? Working patterns is going to tie into that in the long course. Yeah, it's definitely, you know,
1: about putting people first is a huge part of it. But I think Having a business and a business model and a leadership mindset that has agility to bend and flex based on current circumstances also proved important. Um, you know, and you see massive organizations, even giant like tech, tech giants like Apple and Google, insisting on people coming back to the, the office have suffered because of the rigidity of those rules. And, and actually, it's, it's, a, it's a candidate or employee, employee market. And I think the brands that are winning and thriving and growing um, and, and getting brand equity at the moment are the ones that aren't just putting their people first, but demonstrating that they've empathetically listened and changed their business model as a result. Um, you know, and I think this is a massive opportunity for organizations to demonstrate
0: that. It certainly is. I would um, agree with that for Sure. And obviously, although models might have sort of been in place within certain businesses to make sure that their staff could deal with COVID as best as possible, um, in your case, uh, Brian, was it still sort of a challenge maintaining kind of morale and mental well being considering all of the isolation that COVID brought?
1: Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, we had our challenges like everybody else. We have to change and we have to listen to our team and, you know, try and cater for them in terms of what they needed and what we found as a, as a leadership team is we have to think and care way beyond the job. We, have, you know, we, we reach far into people's personal lives to consider the context of how they were dealing with COVID themselves. Um, on top of that, with the business stress and strain of um, people pulling back in our industry from um, investing or moving things forward, certainly from a, a recruitment perspective for obvious reasons. So it was extremely tough. But um, coming out of the other side, I think you know, we, we we've proved that we put our people first and we've got stronger for the um for the experience. You know, and we we made a number of decisions to um to try and protect our people from a health perspective, try and protect them from a instead of letting people go and preserving um profit, you know, our team could see that we put them first and, you know, coming out the other side and there's a bit of luck involved there as well. Um, you know, we've come out stronger. And now the industry is booming. So it's, you know, everything's rosy again, but, you know, it's peaks and drops and I've seen the ups and I've seen the downs over the years.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And we talked about that, the value of putting people first in any industry really, but um, are there any other sort of positive lessons that we can maybe sort of take away from the pandemic from your perspective that you think we're going to sort of carry moving forward?
1: Well, I mean, again, speaking with a, you know, a sort of a biased sort of view of the market, it really has reinforced the value of a brand, and not just positive sentiment or doing the right thing, but also focusing um, an employer brand on and aligning it with uh, the intentions of, of, of the business. And you know, we're in a position now where people are going through the, the the Great Resignation or the Great Epiphany, as I mm. call it, people are sort of reevaluating everything. So I think. Organisations that can go along that journey with people and recognise the, how the world has changed, and it in, introduce some relevant element of citizenship into their employer brand or just their business practice, I think we will get the attention of a great talent market and, and take strides forward.
0: Yeah, that's going to be incredibly important: working practices and that culture, isn't it? Moving into the future because. It's it's starting to show, isn't it, that if you're not sort of catering to the demands of the sort of prospective employees out there, you're not going to be able to tap into that talent pool. That's absolutely right. Um, Considering Brian everything that we've talked about already um, I have mentioned of course that some of our viewers that tune into this do tend to be of that sort of younger entrepreneurial mindset let's say so maybe one or two of them have their own big idea to start a business themselves so based upon your own experience not just of course through COVID but also running your business since it was established what sort of single piece of advice would you sort of give somebody like that? to really sort of get on the road to success in starting their own business based upon the experience that you've had?
1: Yeah, so um, based on my experience, there's there's never an optimum time to start something. So if you have an idea and you've got an itch to scratch, like now is just as good a time as, as any, you know, they say the best time to start a new business was 10 years ago. The second, second best is, is right now. You know, and, and I think um, there is a market out there Uh, willing to invest in ideas and back young business leaders like I've never seen before actually. So if you have a coherent plan and a real focused um, business idea, then it's a great time to start. The the biggest thing that's held me back in the last 18 years is my own limiting beliefs and not thinking big enough. So anybody um, making plans now, just because you're starting off as a small business, don't think that you can't interact with large organizations or achieve something, uh, you know, a a lofty vision. I think, you know, you've you've got to start as you mean to go on. And and people are inspired by big visions and um, business models that can potentially impact the world. Um, And and the world is listening and and ready to invest in, in those business models.
0: No, I think you're very right, because a lot of the biggest businesses have sprung out of times of economic hardship, let's say, haven't they? And when we're talking about sort of dreaming big and believing that you can engage with the biggest brands, I suppose PH Creative is a case in point. I mean, you've worked with the likes of sort of Apple, American Airlines to name but two, so some very big companies there. So, like, you're a prime example. I mean, it it can be done, can't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, some would say, you know, um, we're an overnight success. It's only taken 18 years, you know, um, but, you know, I've, I've serviced um, companies very local to us and we've grown to a regional organisation and took the step to, to international. It's taken a while, but it's very possible. Um, and as I say, the only thing that held us back was believing that we could. And, you know, things are much easier um, when, you, when you look back. It's been tough, of course. But, you know, naivety and a bit of bravery and a bit of arrogance and a bit of just, you know, conviction and grit and fantastic people around me has helped us, you know, get where we are today. And it's, um, you know, I'm unemployable. I couldn't possibly work for anybody else. And Mm. Entrepreneurship brings a whole dimension to my life that I'm really, really
0: grateful for. Yeah, when you talk about that sort of scaling up as well, um, that's sort of one of the harder things to do, isn't it? When you're sort of used to kind of being on the ground and running everything as the business leader, sort of taking that step back and taking on that more strategic role and handing over responsibility to more people and essentially growing the business. And um, that's sort of one of the harder things for some reason, isn't it? And what's the sort of psychology psychology behind that from your perspective as to why that might be so difficult?
1: Well, I think... from um from my experience, I went through a period for a number of years thinking because I was the leader, I had to know best mm. and I had to be great at everything. And, you know, that's, that that's how it was. And, you know, over the number of years, I've come to realize that, um, if you have a curiosity and a determination to achieve the best, it can be, you you can get there a lot faster by asking for help and investing in people who know better than you and putting experts in seats, um, you know, and. And that's, I'm I'm there now to serve experts and to drive the organisation forward. I'm not in the business. I'm on the business, you know. And um, I think that's something that's taken me many years to learn. If I if I was to start over, I know I could do it a lot quicker by just following that one piece of advice.
0: Yeah, I I completely understand where you're coming from there, and I think the uh, the pandemic as well has sort of reinforced that. Um, real that reality hasn't it You you know we're not infallible as leaders we are going to have our moments of sort of weakness and we have to show that sort of authenticity hand over the mantle to other people and be willing to take responsibility ourselves but also look to others who are maybe better at one thing than we are I think that's very very right um, having talked about um, the story of PH Creative thus far and sort of through the last couple of years of the pandemic now, Brian, I think it only serves that we also talk about the future, which hopefully is going to be looking very positive. Um, we're in this new year now, 2022, where we're well into January. Um, so I'd be interested to understand what some of your aims are now that hopefully we're coming out of this acute phase of the pandemic and hopefully on an upward trajectory once again. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we had a very flat year the first year of the pandemic, mm. but um the last year we doubled in size and this year we're on target to double again so we're we're in a blitz scaling growth uh period which is which is fantastic and i think we've probably got about 12 months to 18 months of um of significant prosperity to to come in terms of acquiring new customers and growing accounts um and then you know i think we we're, we've got to grasp that nettle and um and take the opportunity while it while it's here. So that's what we intend to do. We've we've just moved, um, opened up a territory in New Zealand, but we're, we're going to be in Melbourne and Sydney um, before the year's out. Uh, you know, we've we've got a lot more recruitment to do ourselves, but it's a very exciting space to be in because organisations have learned the lessons that employer brands can make or break organisations. So, you know, we're in a little bit of a purple patch. Um, it's not going to last forever, but we're going to take Uh, every opportunity as we can and you know a lot of our business is consultancy but uh, more than a third of our organization is based on recruitment technology as well and that's definitely something that um, has added to the bottom line
0: as de-risked our our business model and something we're keen to grow in the near future. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it, that we can talk about those words, expansion and growth, especially internationally, (laughs) given everything that's gone on over the last couple of years and a real testament to the resilience of British industry as a whole. And of course, your own business, Brian, fantastic. And I do wish you all the luck in the world, of course, in sort of making that expansion a success. And, you know, ideally, I actually think over the next 12 months, I'd relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show, just to sort of catch up on how that vision is being borne out, because it sounds like it could be very exciting times indeed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm really proud that we started um, a little in a bedroom in in Liverpool, and we've now got offices all over the world, and we're working with some of the biggest brands on the planet. So I'd be delighted to to come back on and share uh, that story and let you know just how much. Well, domination happened between now
0: and then mm. and for those tuning in today who've got that idea if this doesn't sort of give you that inspiration that you need i don't know what will quite frankly uh, brian it's regrettable that we've not got more time on the show this morning because i literally could sit with you all day about this but thank you again so so much for coming on and do as well take care and stay safe with all that's still going on as well
1: my pleasure thanks a
0: lot Scott yeah and to all of our regular listeners tuning in today as well um, I do hope that you thoroughly enjoyed the interview with Brian as much as I did from PH Creative fantastic story of just how a business can really grow um, from essentially your bedroom right the way through to an international force and to all of those people as well that may be listening into this and may feel that you have your own story to share about your own business your own success and your own innovations then why don't you also apply to be on the program via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply because we'd love to hear your story as well and until next time everybody please do take care and goodbye